and welcome back to Literally Literary. If this is your first time joining us, be sure to check out our previous episodes. This episode, we are beginning our discussion on Funeral for Flaca by Emily Prado. This episode, we will be discussing an overview of the collection of essays, looking at the major themes and connections we've made. This episode, we'd also like to welcome Reina Munoz to our team. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. How's everyone doing? Mm. Good, yeah. Well, uh, it's been a minute, guys, and, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be back on the chair. Uh, one of four chairs today. Um, I am your uh, one of your co-hosts, uh, Jorge Gomez, and I am joined, as always, by uh, my one of my co-hosts. Hi, I'm Vanessa. <laughs> And Richie, and um, I'm really digging the balance of the way this table feels right now because right across from me, we go and welcome Reina Munoz. Thank Perfectly balanced. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Thanos meme. <laughs> mm-hmm. But without all the evil energy, right? Uh, Nothing but positive of course, energy. Yes. Yeah. Now, we'd like to say that Reina has been here as a guest, like host from. All the way back to like episode two, right? Episode yes. two or three, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this has been a long time, long due. Like I feel like you've always had the open invitation, so mm-hmm. now, now you know for sure, right? <laughs> yes. Now I'm invading this space, and no. I like it. <laughs> no, I thank you guys for, um, for allowing me to to take up this space, and contribute. I love the mm-hmm. podcast. I love everything you all have been doing. It's going to be a wild ride, I'm sure, but yeah, say thanks, and I hope that the listeners will stay on, (laughs) 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 knowing there's a new addition to the podcast, but I'll try my best to fill the Jorge's shoes. (laughs) Well, I mean... um Ever like Richie said, you know, um, since that second or third episode, you have always been, um, you know, at the forefront of, of of kind of what the mission of this podcast is, and uh, you've been in the background also, you know, um, helping us with your own students and promoting it with you know your your community, and um, you know teaching Citizen Eagle and having your students you know send. Uh, different things for for the podcast of like things we could cover um so we feel like it it's kind of uh, been a long time coming if anything um and um you know I, I was telling my my colleagues here about the the decision to kind of step down it's just um I want to give more more voice to women first and you know in the podcast itself and um and second, uh, you know, just kind of taking a break and focusing on like my my work and you know other stuff. Um, so um, you know, I'm really happy to have you, and I think you would be that you were the top choice, you know, always. And um, um, there was never even a choice; it was always <laughs> <easy>. right. <laughs> yeah. So. Wait, weren't you saying something about a sorting hat earlier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for fun. <laughs> no, but uh, I really appreciate you mentioning that, you know, and, and I think it's worth mentioning that uh, during our little hiatus, like we received a lot of new followers mm-hmm. and hopefully a lot of new listeners. So mm-hmm. if you are listening for the first time, it is great having you. 
Um, shout out to me too for for including us in that post. And um, you're absolutely right. You know, to, to have Reina is so important too. You know, like to to help with these like Latina led podcasts and just like to to you know it's we're only gonna get stronger. You know, mm. and I I say this because you know I, I say it with no sense of finality, but like you're always mm-hmm. welcome. To, to come in and, and hang out with us and chat about mm-hmm. the books and the literature and themes. You know, I know that uh, things are busier with work, but anytime, you know, mm-hmm. I would say that. So don't expect to hear him, more from him at some point one day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for now, you're stuck with us. <laughs> Reno. No pressure, right? No right. pressure for <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, for, for listeners... Like, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Like yeah. who you are, like what you do, your background? Yeah. So um, I teach full time at EPCC Rio Grande campus here in El Paso. Um, I feel like that's my whole identity right now because it's all I do ever. But I, I'm really involved in a lot of things, community led projects, Um with art and literacy, um, some part of border senses, um, and just a lot of different things. I don't know. I, I don't want to bore listeners who, who are just come here to listen about books with like all the other stuff I'm into, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I really enjoy reading and talking about books. That's the nerdy side of all of us, I guess. Um, so this should be super fun. But uh, I'm definitely going to be bringing in a lot of pop culture references, <laughs> music mm-hmm. references, my own childhood uh, experiences, probably. So just, you know, letting everyone know <laughs> that, <laughs> that that's coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. All I could say about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect because I mean, what we're we're embarking on this on this new book, and really, we know we know of it because of you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you wanted to to share that story of of how you came across the that book and how we've even come to it now, talking about it on on this episode. Yeah. So it was really. I was in in LA. I was in California. Um, for a few weeks this summer. And uh, I had seen on Instagram a store called Espacio, I want to say 1893. I think that's what it's called, but um, it's in Boyle Heights. It's a little Latinx owned shop. And I had always wanted to go and I followed them for a while. And they always have authors there, they have little events. Um, so we went, my sister and I went one day and we were kind of just looking around the shop and they have a ton of books and the book that stood out to me that just caught my eye was Funeral for Flaca, uh, mainly because of the cover. It just has, you know, this beautiful pink coffin with flowers and it's on, you know, on fire um, with a black background and it just caught my eye and I had never heard of it I had never heard of Emily Prado, um, but I picked it up and then I looked at the back cover and I saw, you know, no names. Cali Fajardo and Steen like talked about it, had a little blurb and it just 
it resonated just looking at the cover and it just spoke to me, um, which hardly ever happens, I, I need to say. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's why it was really surprising. And so I picked this book up not knowing anything about it or the author. And then the next day, Kali um, posted about it on Instagram. And then I just started seeing it everywhere. And so I thought, you know, it's it, it, it's, it was meant to, you know, mm. to be seen by me. And, and I just need to read it already. And then the next week, I think, uh, Gris Munoz, whose book you all covered, Kualikwe Girl, um, local poet author, she talked about it as well. And she talked about bringing Emily um, to El Paso. So it all just kind of happened like within two weeks. And I'm like, okay, I need to read this book. And I know I, re- I already know I'm going to love it. And so that's kind of how it happened. And I brought it up and and we've all just been talking about it. And we had that little, a nice little visit. We were able to bring, um, well, they were able to bring Emily uh, Casartis um, and Gris to talk about their book. So just just amazing stuff happening with these authors. And this is her first um, memoir, book of essays. Um, but she has, you know, other stuff she's working on now. So really excited to read a little bit more about Emily mm-hmm. and to talk about her. Wonderful. Yeah. I <laughs> you said it perfectly. We're done. <laughs> it's the fastest episode ever. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just kidding. Um, so, so, Vanessa, what do you think about that, that, that talk? Because we all of us were able to go, which I think was really nice. Um, yeah. Shout out to Casa Ortiz, by the way. Yes. And, and of course, Cris Munoz. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I love the space there. Um, I finally met Gris because we... <laughs> we oh, did, you had a minute? I had never met her, so we did everything virtually. Mm, mm. Um, she, like, signed my book and everything, but I'd never met her. Mm. So it was finally nice to meet her. She's so nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really like the discussion because they went back and forth talking about how their books are basically cousins. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting to, like, talk about this one now and, like, kind of compare it to that one as well. Um I don't know. This one's really music heavy. And I think we've talked a lot about music with some of the other books that we've talked Mm -hmm. about. Um, I think Poet X mostly had a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, Citizen Illegal. Citizen Illegal. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about the music in it. Yeah. I mean, in addition to that, it's also unique in that we haven't really, really looked into like a collection of essays like this. Yeah. Biographical, like reflection uh that's also a playlist which is super cool right i mean yeah. we we were super amazed when we got to talk about that with mexican gothic right like mm-hmm. the, the custom playlist mm-hmm. that was made and yeah. emily of course has gone and made her own playlist which i i imagine we'll talk about mm-hmm. if not today in future episodes Kali uh, made me the playlist too if oh, yeah. that's right yes yeah. yeah i mean so i guess that's kind of one of the Unique cool thing. things yeah. you can do, like uh, working with new media and 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 books attaching. But mm-hmm. uh, I do want to mention just for listeners, we did. Um, I took I had an opportunity to film and record uh, a little bit of that reading and Q and A that we were talking about. So maybe in the last episode, we'll we'll share some snippets 
you know, uh, as a kind of a, a, a podcast exclusive <laughs> uh, with the permission of the authors. I, I asked both of them on that day if, if I could if I could film and they both said yes. So um, and hopefully, I mean, we haven't really like asked or confirmed, but maybe we can ha even invite Emily to to join us on a, on a call. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, things to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's already a lot. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. So me and Vanessa really enjoyed the fact that this book, instead of chapter titles, she has tracks. So mm -hmm. the whole, you know, collection of essays is um, a mixtape of sorts. And it's a nod to her, you know, side hustle. She's also a DJ on the side, DJ Mommy Miami. Love the name. <laughs> um <laughs> And so, you know, she wanted that to be, um, you know, at, at kind of in the background, but also in the forefront, if that makes sense. Mm. The, the essay that started it all was the Tupac um, essay. Now I can't track title. Vanessa, help Keep me. your head up. Keep your Keep, head up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what started it all. And so that's a little later in, in the book. Um, on page 49. Okay. So that she, I know she talked about that in the visit here, um, mm -hmm. how that's what started everything. And then she realized, oh, you know, it would be cool if I titled all of my essays with, you know, song titles and kind of base them off of these tracks. So I really like that. I like yeah. the structure um, you know, I like that instead of, you know, having chapter titles, she just has tracks. And so she has an intro and outro, um, titles or, you know, tracks to every, every essay. Um, so that's something that immediately stood out to me and that I really, um, really enjoyed some of the, most of the tracks I was familiar with already. Some of them I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of nice to delve into that too. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like how she talks about flow. Um, I don't know if you guys ever did this, but the whole idea of the mixtape um, has a narrative structure to it. I mean, or mm. I mean, when I made mixtapes, that's how I envisioned making them. Mm -hmm. Like they would tell a story. There'd be some sort of narrative thread in yeah. the way I chose songs. Mm -hmm. And she talks about that. Uh, creating a, a, a flow and so it makes so much sense mm -hmm. here using it like this for the chapter titles for or for each essay um, and of course the way they're they're presented chronological mm -hmm. kind of going through her her life you know different memories different experiences uh, it fits so well so I don't know if you mm -hmm. have those experiences too like ever trying to like mm -hmm. theme a mixtape you know the the narrative the time. <laughs> burning cds i don't know oh i know God. some of us are old enough not vanessa but i have so many i still Do you? have them like cds like oh. i write on like yes yes title okay. of different things Sharky. yeah no well, yeah draw and stars. then like there's so there's not a lot of space so you have to like really write small or like i would do it in like a spiral yeah mm. i have a lot of and those. even further further back cassettes you know <laughs> mm -hmm. um or I, recording I, off of the radio and then to, waiting for, for them the song to go on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wait, record it memories it was um, so stressful but, but yeah 
I, I think one of the reasons we enjoyed it is because I mean I, I think music is such a universal thing we we grow up with it and identify with mm. a lot and I mean just kind of you know going just again with themes of of having like multicultural background or living in in different backgrounds of countries and you we're exposed to a lot you know and I think mm. we have talked about this on this show in the past is is you know because of that we have very eclectic tastes in music which mm-hmm. I'm super proud of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see it like you know in sharing our if if we share some of the songs that helped us in our formative years the way that Emily did I think we're going to mm. see just how eclectic our even just the four of us who mm. have grown up in the same area it's going to yeah. be really different so that should be interesting, interesting. yeah <laughs> interesting is the word love it <laughs> I think for those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s you know we might connect in it connect to it in in a different way you know than than the newer generation the generation z as well right because you know what we're Mm -hmm. talking about mixtapes like they have playlists now Mm -hmm. and um you know a lot of the the references you know to the artists and like the 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 culture um so i think that there's i like that like it's it doesn't seem dated though you know of Mm -hmm. course it's a memoir but it has the the like it, it's 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 contemporary at the same time, um, so I like that it, it's a good mix of that pun intended. Um, <laughs> that's, that's interesting because I thought it did seem dated mm. in in a lot of I think just because of the music that she was choosing, mm-hmm. and because mm. I yeah. I identified a lot with this, so this mm. is gonna come up a lot. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, when I was twelve, blah 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 too. I'm I'm going to be doing that a lot, just spoiler alert. But <laughs> I did feel that a lot of it because of, you know, she's talking about playlists. She's talking about, like, you know, what she would wear mm. and just the fashion. And so you're taken back into the early 90s, early 2000s, right. like, punk era and, like, Avril Lavigne stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you didn't grow up during that time or if you were at a different age during that time— it's it's gonna read differently, I think. You know. Yeah. So it, it did seem a little a little dated, not in a bad way. I mean, she's talking about growing up, you know, during that time, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I did feel like we were transported, you know, to to this era, which is great. I, I love that about this this book because I I felt, and I did I. <laughs> When I saw the book and when I read it and I posted about it, I said something super cheesy like, you know, this book found I was, me. I was going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> it spoke to me. <laughs> it spoke to me um, because it, it really did. Like, I I felt like this could have been a lot of it, not all of it, um, but a lot of it was my childhood and was a lot of the things that I was going through identity-wise um, and trying to find, like, what am I going to be? Am I going to be chola? Am I going to be preppy? Am I going to be punk? Am I going to be, you know, what What am I? Um, and music, for me, as it was for Emily, was a, lo- a huge part of her identity. Like, what am I listening to? And how is that affecting, like, how I dress and who mm-hmm. I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I really like that, you know, because I, I totally identified with that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
take that. <laughs> so not to say like, you know, that it it wasn't dated because it was, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I took it. Yeah. By the way, if you guys do want to check out the playlist, I mean, first of all, what are you doing listening to this podcast without reading the book? But if you want to <laughs> check it out, she does have it on, online at uh, tinyurl.com slash flaca dash playlist. Pretty simple. I love tinyurl. It just makes things so much more simpler <laughs> to find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can check that out. And uh, did you guys try and, um, I mean, every time I've we've talked about this as a, as a new phenomenon, but like, do you ever try and like read along with the playlist while you're reading that that's essay or, or read along with that specific mm-hmm. track? I didn't, but I, think uh, I, I kind should. I kind of did. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously it took me to read longer to read the essay than the actual sure. song was. Mm-hmm. So it would just kind of, I would let the playlist <laughs> keep going, but I would. Kind of. I, I would even recommend like uh, when you finish the essay just to like play the song to like meditate <laughs> and like mm. like as kind of mm-hmm. since I think the the song is more kind of more thematic yeah to to what you just read to let it help it kind of sink in and let it like see how that influenced why she chose to title it that way yeah mm-hmm. so. that's a good idea and speaking of of thematic Richie um, did yes. you. Sorry, I was making weird faces. <laughs> Jeez, this is how my face looks. Because like, <laughs> you were like looking around and I was like, what is he doing? Is that thunder? Is that it's my stomach. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. Just Leave that some in there. Nice. You guys are leaving me, making me edit a lot today. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you bring in a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't regret it. It's the balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk? Well, I guess say we could talk more about the visit, but maybe. I was just going to say that the, you know, be- before Vanessa started laughing like crazy, but. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Crazy, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, the themes, you know, um, I don't know if. Mm. if you know, before maybe, I mean, if you guys, before digging into the weeds, maybe um, for listeners who are just first hearing about this book or maybe haven't picked it up yet, what are some things that jumped out to you guys um, just from the collection as a whole? Or, I mean, I think identity is obviously like a big part. Um, Mm -hmm. I think abandonment is also another one Hmm. um acceptance also trauma trauma um and also i guess it's important to uh as a sort of trigger warning Hmm. um she does talk a lot about eating disorders so Hmm. should definitely mention that yeah during this Hmm. first episode yeah um and the uh the sexual assault too Sexual assault, yeah. So there, there's quite a bit of that. Um, grief, loss. Mm. But but even then, and I think in reading and researching a little bit about Emily before the visit, um, even with all of those, that's like grief, loss, abandonment, trauma, disorder, eating disorders, sexual assault. Um, even with all of that, it's it's a very hopeful book. 
Mm. There's a lot mm. of humor and and her her voice is is pretty lively in, in most of the essays, I feel like, and some of them they're, you know, obviously um she's dealing with more serious issues, so she's not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. But but overall I think the book isn't a downer. It's it's even with all of the things that she's going through and that she's remembering and talking her way through, um, I, I still think there's a very hopeful tone to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you all feel about that, <laughs> if you agree or if you think that. Well, I mean, she kind of refers to this whole process as her her metamorphosis. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, you know, a lot of a lot of writing for us is is finding out some sort of truth for ourselves and sometimes it's it's dealing with trauma we may not have been able to deal with up until that point and so mm-hmm. it's it's a process mm-hmm. and I, I think in the and part of that is just understanding it finding a, a, a sort of acceptance from it and and mm-hmm. um it's it it is kind of like a, a way to move on and like a mm-hmm. things part one of the part of things i i just did a a workshop. Well, I didn't do the workshop, but I helped. I helped run the tech side for. A, it was a. It was a work, uh, online writing workshop with um, Josefina Lopez, who uh, authored "Real Women Have Curves" and you know the, the play, mm-hmm. and then of course the, the the film. And she spoke a lot about about that thing about writing about trauma. Mm-hmm. How sometimes it almost take. It sometimes it can take up to a decade for us to to be ready mm-hmm. to write about these things, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is to me, Emily, kind of dealing with that because the title of the book, you know, draws out that big theme of of her her identity with like that nickname and mm-hmm. you know how that how that affected her growing up. The funeral. Yeah. Um, I just think back to the event where so I don't know who was it was it was someone in the back. Maybe I don't know who you, who you. I think oh. you guys were sitting there. If there was going to be a <laughs> what, what they call it like a. So if there's a funeral, is there going to be a oh a, yeah a uprising? Sada. Yeah. Oh, was uh, it Sada who asked? Yeah. Um, okay. She asked if there would be a resurrection. A resurrection. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a phoenix type thing, mm-hmm. I think, is what I imagine she was like framing mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. um, but you're right though. Her voice shines through. I absolutely love it. The way she writes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way she. Yeah, yeah, she's not being self-loathing or like poor me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just remembering and misremembering a lot of stuff. So I, I definitely want to get into that, like how mm-hmm. she writes about memory mm-hmm. and how, how she's really honest about how memory can be. You know, one of those things that you're five years old, like you're remembering something how it was. <laughs> now you're in your late. She's in her late twenties, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 29 or something like that now. Um, so, of course, things are going to be a little mm-hmm. gray or you're going to remember them how you, you want to remember them or whatever. Memory yeah. is very, um, I don't know what the, the term it, I mean, it's complicated to talk yeah. about. Um, it, it, it is, um, I think the more we learn and study, like, the brain and, and how we actually, how it works, we, we know it's very imperfect um, I do know that a lot of the memories we remember the most are the ones that are tied to specific emotions. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it's it's always great to talk about, like, 
you know, memories aren't perfect, but even then the way she uses these to, to navigate through her, her, again, her book, her metamorphosis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And that is her whole, um, I guess she wants, she wanted to, in the dedication, um, and in the outro, not to, not to give too much away, but it is in the outro Mm -hmm. and it is in her dedication when, when, you know, Mm. um, we talked to her, you know, and met her, she, the dedication says, may this collection offer you nectar. It's something like that in the outro too. So, um, that's in reference to that metamorphosis as well. Mm -hmm. So it's all evolving. It's ever, you know, changing. It's natural, um, a natural progression to what she wanted to say in this book and for it to be in the book. And that's it. I'm telling my story. This is what happened to me. This is not who I am now, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it, it. one of those things that like when you write about this stuff like trauma especially how much of it is like cathartic and how much of it is just like I need to get it out Mm -hmm. I need to talk about this um because it it couldn't have been easy right yeah To, to talk about all of this stuff that she went through um so it's definitely you know something we'll get into with each chapter, especially the, the childhood trauma, because I feel like a lot of it, if not most of her trauma happened, happened as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then different types of trauma later on. But, yeah, it's 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 heavy. It's heavy, heavy stuff um, in the beginning, but hopefully for listeners it doesn't deter you from wanting to read this book because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um Shout out to Feature Tense Books, by the way, publisher. Um, <clears throat> something I always like to think about mm-hmm. during these these kind of first episodes when we dive into a book is a little bit of the like the publication history and and really the author's acknowledgments. It's always it's always important to note how how much of a community mm-hmm. comes behind and supports mm-hmm. writers. And so, of course, she gives mm-hmm. her acknowledgments. Um, and the fact, I, you know, we learned this as well from her visit with Greece and that there, this is like a later, this is like a, there's an earlier version of this, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of more of like a chat book that a she zine. put together. A zine. It was a mm-hmm. zine, yeah. yeah. So, and, the, and, the so only, cool. and the reason why I keep bringing this up is for our listeners, you know, like sometimes we, we stop ourselves from creating because we want that perfect final product like right there, then and done. But as you see, even with this this book, you know, that we're holding in our hands and hopefully you are too, that, you know, it, it, there was a journey too, a creative journey. And, and it took a community, a lot of, as she says, helping people help edit and revise and buying those first zines to mm-hmm. getting in contact with the publisher, Future Tense, and eventually making this happen. Um, and of course, the tour mm-hmm. part and having... so. I'm just just to encourage all you all you writers, you know. It's it's um it's almost sometimes like a mountain, you know. It's, it's it looks overwhelming, but you know, there there's only one way to climb a mountain that's step by step and 
it's it's encouraging personally on my end to to see these these parts of the process every time we we look at a book. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh. That was really cool to to learn about that and her talking about how it was a zine and um if you've ever, you know, looked at zines like they're so beautiful in and of themselves, but they're so, you know, fleeting and like fragile and it's just like, oh, I'll never see that one again. And if she hadn't like really believed in this book in sharing this and really pushing it mm. to become what it is, I think that it would have just been lost, you know, like so many other zines that are out there, uh, which is really unfortunate. But I'm glad that she was like, yeah. I'm going to make this happen. Everyone mm. needs to read Funeral for Flaca. <laughs> and and I agree with that. Yeah, and I think that's also one of one of our missions. I think by by talking about them, we get to, you know, hopefully introduce people to more more of it. And and as, as Emily says, you know, one of our goals is for this to be accessible to mm-hmm. so many people. Uh, you know, we always talk about audience, and so in this case, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it, it's her audience is her. You know, like her young self that she's writing about, and uh, everyone like her. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, ha- we haven't done Future Tense books before, but th- I was looking that they're based out of Oregon, which is also where she's living, even mm-hmm. though she's from California, right? Mm-hmm. The Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And um, it's Francisco Morales who did this amazing artwork that you mentioned, Reina, in your intro. Um, and I also like the back, you know, the mm-hmm. altar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is, um, of course, one of the, the themes of the book in general, just like the the Mexican traditions and her identity, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, specifically being a, identifying the Chicana. Um, and I'm sure for you, Reina, that was one of the things that kind of drew you to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the feel of it, like it, you know, it um, the the paper itself, right? The the cover and back cover. Uh, it feels a little bit like. Um, uh, ben Science's book, uh, Everything Begins and Ends. Mm. Um, I, I, I I like that feeling a little bit better than the ones that are more like clean and glossy. glossy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are thinking about the ebook, don't do it. <laughs> Get the physical copy because yeah. you won't regret it. We're all we're all ecstatically rubbing. <laughs> we're all rubbing your books right now in a really weird and creepy way. It's ASMR. It's not creepy at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. You no, know, though, but it, it's part of the it's part of the reading process. You know, I think yeah. the tactile, like feeling the pages and. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, smelling, smelling it. Yeah. Like, listen, guys. <laughs> yeah, just rubbing it. <laughs> you didn't even think you were going to get some ASMR content in this podcast, but now you got it. On today's episode, we rub a book for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking would, of like <laughs> aesthetics, though, um, the photographs. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things that stood out to me. Just, I mean, three things: like the front and back cover, the tracks. Um, you know, instead of chapter titles, and then the photographs. She has so many photographs in this book. It's not, you know, a five hundred page. <laughs> 
novel. It's it's adequately sized. Um, the photographs are just so beautiful and telling and intimate. Hmm. So I really love that that she included those. I mean, I think it's kind of like expected with personal essays or memoir um, genre, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it's not always there. So I I enjoyed that. I really like looking at those pictures. Yeah, it truly does give you, give it a multimodal feel feel to it, right? Because you mm-hmm. get the the photos, and then. You know, with with the tracks, right? You get the the audio too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she's covering all the bases <laughs> with this book. Yeah, the photos are, are are a great touch, and it just also reminds me of so, so many writing workshops too, where you know they they ask mm. you to look look at a family photo and mm. and kind of use that as a as a starting point to. Mm. So I wonder if any of these essays started, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. because she talks about the writing community that she mm. was part of um, early on, point. the Publishing Resource Center. That's um, a prose and bookmarking certificate program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Rich Yanians, I know, is big on that activity. Mm-hmm. Um, He's through- the one who's like... <laughs> Telling me that he loved yeah. just the photos. He's like, man, I want my next novel to look like this. Yeah. <laughs> when he saw this, yeah, he's the one who told me that. That's a great uh, thing, you know, is when you make another another author envious of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> man, I'm just <laughs> And word yeah. on the street, he's working on his own too, right? Like he his is, memoir. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully when he's done, we can get him on here. Mm. Yeah. Going to try to rush him. <laughs> Hurry up and finish. You're listening right now. Rich, Tokayo. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's working. He's doing a lot of stuff right now, but yeah. Um mm-hmm. but he's been working on that for a few years already. So yeah. Um did you guys want to talk about connections that you guys made to other books, um, either from the podcast or it's just from your own reading? I mean, there's so many from like just the podcasts that we've talked about that like I thought of when I was reading it. Um, obviously, I mentioned Poetics. Um, I think one that we did, haven't talked about on the podcast, but I'm reading it for one of my classes, um, The Death and Life of Aida Hernandez. Hmm. Um, and it's very similar. She's living on the border of Agua Prieta and Douglas, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of her journey, but she experiences a lot of the same kind of things. And I was telling my sister the other day, I was like, I can't read these at the same time because I keep mixing (laughs) up the characters and like the people and the events. And I'm like, wait, did this happen in this one or in the other one? (laughs) So it's very similar, I think. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's the author for that one? remember like is it a biography or like a non like a fictional it's, biography or it's, like a, it's kind of similar it's creative nonfiction. Oh, um okay. but it's based on a real girl yeah it's really good i recommend it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you had a, a quite literal like god i gotta keep them straight yeah, together. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. i want to say also um guillotine a little mm. bit yeah um I haven't read that. Those are poems, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Eduardo yeah, Corral. To read that. I think just like the idea of like having brown skin is really prominent mm. in that one, and mm-hmm. it's also really prominent in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, conscious of like you know racism and um, colorism and mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of issues. You know that um, make it I think a little bit more contemporary. You know, because you know she mentions like Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her second memoir. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the first one, um, Black Klansman by Ron Stallworth, did deal with, you know, racism at its core. Um, this one, I think one of the big differences is that use of humor that you're talking about, Aina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Black Klansman was, I mean, very police reporty. <coughs> mm-hmm. There's procedural um, elements proce- to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, you know, is is a callback to his profession, yeah. so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of re- relatability to this, a too, more, right? yeah. culturally, day to day life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like that she writes every. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but it's chronological. So she starts with kindergarten, and so. In the kindergarten chapter, she talks as a kindergartner. So she's trying, she's remembering, you know, Mm. these memories and and remembering how she felt being five years old and what a five-year-old would say, which I think is super challenging Mm. for anyone. But um, I really like that she does that. And her voice starts maturing um, Mm. through the chapters. So that's kind of a cool element too, which you don't see in... In other memoir, I think it's a lot of just like remembering from present day, mm-hmm. not remembering mm-hmm. as you're living it. Mm-hmm. What other connections were you guys thinking of? I mean, obviously, um, Sabrina and Karina. Mm-hmm. Um, just the over, and I mean, also Guadalupe Girl. Um, the idea of healing and the idea of healing through writing, mm-hmm. I think, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I followed her on Spotify, uh-huh. and since I'm always listening, like at school, when I'm listening, it shows you like who you're following and like what they're listening to. Oh yeah. And so she always comes out, and I'm like, "That's what she's listening to." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do I leave this on the on the show? I don't know. Do you, you think should. she'll block me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's cool, though. <laughs> Well, I know that um, not for this episode, but I know you wanted you had like a, a a nice kind of reflective for like a, a creative An assignment assignment for us, and, and maybe we can open <laughs> that up homework. to listeners, yeah. <laughs> for like maybe like the last episode, we can we can mm. share, and we can even invite um, audience members to to maybe message us, and we can share some of theirs if they want. I thought well, it would that be, would be cool. cool. Just, you know, and it doesn't have to be, I don't know how many tracks Emily has in this book. Um, 2019, 20? We did find Something a discrepancy like though, right? Yes. <gasps> that Vanessa, talk about that. So mad. Do you, you want to do you, do you <laughs> talk about it? We can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, one song you. that's not on the playlist. Um, by Probably Shakira. more than that. I mean, Probably, I mean, yeah, one be. that I can like think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. 
It's by Shakira. She didn't make the My cut. Favorite album by her. <laughs> it was kind of sad that it wasn't on the playlist. <laughs> um, I forgot what page it's on. Was it the Sega? Forty-six, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, 46. Yeah. Ciega, sordo, mudo. Um, I don't know. I listened to that song all the time when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really weird song to be listening to when I'm like five and six. <laughs> but I loved that album. <laughs> I had the CD and I would play it in my like Hello Kitty <laughs> CD player. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yes. That's an image. Bring, yeah, yeah, bring more of those. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's ten here when she's listening to it. So you you were listening yeah. to you, okay? Mm-hmm. I think it was probably my mom's CD, but I was like, I really mm. like this, so I'm gonna keep it. So she didn't include it in the mixtape Spotify playlist. No. So why? It'll be on mine though. <laughs> You're a completionist. <laughs> like, all right, I gotta make my own I'm gonna include it. Yeah, it is kind of weird that she did mention a couple of other songs throughout mm-hmm. the essays and chose not to include them in the playlist. So, mm-hmm. is the playlist just only chapters, or I mean, it's also references mm-hmm. to songs yeah, that she, she included? I, yeah, references. I thought it was just mm-hmm. chapters, but mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe we can have that as a question if we do get her on. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yo, what's up with? <laughs> why this? did you hurt my feelings like this? <laughs> why, why would you do you this, Shakira? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I liked I liked yeah. what you were mentioning though, like as a as kind of a creative exercise. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted to like mention it so we can think about and maybe bring about yeah. the next couple episodes. Um, yeah, so we might have like two more episodes on this book, and I'm thinking like to end it, maybe we could start thinking about five songs that you know made a difference in our formative years or during our com- coming of age or whatever you would like. I, I feel like because Funeral for Flaca, it was during many <laughs> years, it was like a pretty big span. Um, it's harder to do. So if you want to pick like your childhood, five songs in your childhood or five songs coming of age or five songs that, you know, are your favorite of all time, like it's up to you mm. all. But um, I think that would be kind of a cool exercise to try to limit it because that's the hardest part right Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. we have so many songs that we (laughs) you know identify with (laughs) or love or we're just like that was 2003 that was my song in that year you know Mm -hmm. um or whatever so i mean it it's going to be a challenge to pick just five songs but it try to make it a five song playlist mixtape it's a good challenge (laughs) <laughs> and, and try to encapsulate whatever it is that you want to, whether it be your childhood or, you know, high school years or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Vanessa's yeah. giving me the evil eye. That's great. <laughs> we all can't see that stuff on <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you're going to be joining us for the future sessions, but uh, you're more than welcome to, to share with us and we can share with the, the listeners. For sure. At least. I'll share some tracks. <laughs> I, I'll say that it probably won't be the same as Emily's, but... How many are going to be corn? 
How number you know? one, for sure, is going <laughs> to yep. be corn. <laughs> yes, I remember when I got my glasses when I was going blind. <laughs> uh, we, we could share them, man, if you, if you want to pass them along. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, um, so you were telling us pre-show, Reina, that you were you're going to teach this book in the spring for mm-hmm. the Chicanx class. And that would be a really cool student activity. Um, I've heard similar activities, I think, um, and um, having them do that, you know, based on this book. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, if I do that, it'll probably be linked to an essay and probably give it like a full CD mm. length, so like <laughs> ten to twelve songs. Yeah, five songs is is tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to to teach this book and see what my students think about it. Because um, so far, I mean, Vanessa's still a student, but other than that, I only know of colleagues or you know other. Uh, academics who are reading the book. So we have our own ideas, right? So it's always good mm-hmm. to have like mm-hmm. the the student input um, on the book. So I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm glad Hopefully you're going to be teaching that students. class. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I just need students to yo, sign up for it. <laughs> you're listening right now, sign up, enroll for the class. You know, like look, up for, look out for it. It's going to be online. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we have an online section. Um, yeah, it should be fun. That's English 2351 at El Paso Community College. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by El Paso Community College. Have you ever tried to find the best place to start <laughs> and finish? <laughs> Check out El Paso Community College. <laughs> we should get some ABCC shirts just for that alone. <laughs> you know? Enrollment. That's all we needed. It's up. It's up. Look, it's skyrocketing. It's up a thousand percent. I don't know why. Oh, we were mentioned on a podcast. Perfect. Love you. I know we're going to definitely get more in-depth uh, essays. We usually split it up. First half of the book, second half of the book. So look, looking forward to those discussions and hearing what you guys think. I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> oh, is like he can't wait to just run out the room right now. No, no. <laughs> one, one foot out the door. I know. So excited. Bye, y'all. <laughs> are we still recording? We're <laughs> still sitting down. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue this discussion. If you haven't read it, we hope we inspire you to pick up a copy. Follow us on Instagram at literallyliterary.ep and on Twitter at literallylitep.